who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 95 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez eric it's been a couple weeks just, it has been just schedule wise stuff for yeah. shows we've been talking chatting it up you've been busy getting dogs job interviews whatever sure. else you're doing with your life i've been busy with the kids and life and work and trying not to get a virus that's going around the entire world like mm-hmm. everybody else is so it's fun fun stuff this week we are going to do a little bit different this is going to take a look back at the show All In, which was kind of the precursor to AEW Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling. And it's a unique show, and neither of us have seen it pretty much since it came out. So it was fun to look back at this one and see how well it holds up or doesn't hold up over mm-hmm. a couple years past since this big event. Yeah, I have watched that Battle Royal a few times since, just because I love it. It, it, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us guys on Twitter, please do. We're at PPW Podcast, Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, Stitcher. It'll feed right into your app there. You could support the show, whatamaneuver.net. Pick up a T-shirt out of the PPW store. Eric has a couple designs I'm working on that will go in, uh, tie in with a future show. Maybe the mm-hmm. next like two weeks we'll, we'll think about doing that. Okay. I want to go with that. That'll be a lot of fun. And also, if you want to send us a DM, do that too. We'll read your stuff on air because we have a couple DMs about this show I will read today. All right, cool. About the All In show. Uh, any other wrestling stuff you've got going on? Any purchases? Any things you want to buy? Um, oh, my God. I've been buying, I don't know, I just keep buying like older elites. So I bought Alberto Del Rito because I also wanted the, uh, what was his manager's name? Ricardo? Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted those two together. I hate Alberto, but for some reason I really wanted him. Okay. Because he was, you know, one of the big guys in the 2011, PG era. 11, 12, that yeah. Was. yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got to have him. Uh, I picked up a McFoley, and I kind of did a little swap because I got a Elite 43 Foley. Mm-hmm. I think it's the 43 with the, the Cactus Jack. Is that the one with the stop sign? Yeah, with the stop sign. Okay. And then the new Cactus Jack I wanted with the finger guns. But that head scan is garbage. It is garbage. So I did a little swap ruse and took the shirt off. Well, I bought one for like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. The Elite 43 didn't have the Cactus Jack shirt. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can get the Elite one or the WrestleMania 22 one, the garbage scan, and then the old one. Did a little swap. So I made my finger guns, bang, bang, Cactus Jack. Yeah. Is what, what does he go in? Does he go in the Attitude Era shelf? Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I kind of want to do a little thing for Figure Friday with okay. him, Mankind, and Foley, like the three faces of Foley. Well, you got to get a Dude Love. I do have Dude Love. Which one do you have? The Elite one that came out? Yeah, the most recent one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which everyone crapped on because of the tie-dye, but it's whatever. It's just yeah, a shirt. Who cares? Take it easy, take it easy everybody. <laughs> take it easy, Zack Ryder. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but I think I want to get like the brown Mankind because I have the one with like the corporate Mankind. Yeah. I think I'm going to look for the brown one. That's pretty easy to come by from what I remember seeing. Okay. It's not Even that, if it's a basic, it's yeah, not something I the really... The Elite isn't, wasn't that expensive from what I remember. Because I looked up a while ago, mm-hmm. 
I was considering buying the three faces of him and have him autograph all three, but yeah. just it never got around to it. And he's gotcha. got a show coming up at the end of this month. We may yeah, or may not twenty fourth. Yeah, so really quick, because uh, I've been mostly selling stuff lately. Yeah, and by the way, if you guys want to sell stuff right now, like figures, pops, now's the time because I put them up. Within ten minutes, almost everything was gone. Yeah, mine too. Like, I just still crazy. have like some scragglers, like that yeah. snooka yeah. That, that you gave me as just uh, give them back to payment. me. Give them back to me. I'll give <laughs> okay, them. it's okay. You could trade. It. I I sold the Jake the Snake you gave to me, pop. So it's all. It's <gasps> I was going to mention that on your Twitter, but it's I'm like, all, no, I'll let it go. It's all even. Well, okay, what, I'll give you that uh, snooka for that uh, Sid. Did uh, you sell yeah, Sid? Sold Sid. I told I'll, you I'll, I wanted. I know, but I, someone bought him right after, before you said so. Oh my goodness! I think all I have left is uh, the Ultimate Warrior from the two pack with Papa Shango, which yeah. I'm just going to keep. Whatever. Yeah, that Ain't. one sold with my Macho Man, the Wrestle Fest Wrestle, whatever they're called. Yeah, with the arcade thing. Uh, and then I'm also I have a Brie Bella pop because the box is a little damaged. I'm like, mm-hmm. no one's going to want this. And then I have a Bailey, which I'm just going to keep. Which one? The Toys R Us exclusive. Oh, okay. The Funko. And then I've got the two-pack of Lex and Sting, which nobody wants. <laughs> yeah. you got okay. that, too. It, I like that Sting pop. but I, I do, too. I significantly downgraded my pop collection. As you can see up there, I've just got, like, the Mania Legends left. All so right, I've cool. got yeah. Hogan Warrior, Flair, Michaels, and Austin. Mm-hmm. And over here, I've got Macho Man and Piper looking over the PPW video store. There you and go. Like, nice and simple. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just too much. You know, yeah. I, I like looking at them in the store. I like the idea mm-hmm. of them. I like the Mighty Ducks line that's coming out. It's just like, it never ends. Yeah. You know, we've got a handful upstairs in our living or our family room. And it just never ends. Like, right. It just never ends. I hope they slow down because that's when I think everybody wanted to, like, get into it. Because uh-huh. there are just so many lines coming out. A lot of it is stuff that I'm, just because probably because of my age, I'm not familiar with all the anime stuff. Sure. Yu-Gi-Oh! Or not, yeah, I guess Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon! My Hero Academia, just all of the stuff that I know from Pops, but I don't know like who they are as characters. Yeah, so one of the ones I sold, I sold a couple things to Jeff, a friend, Twitter friend, friend in real life. Mm-hmm. He's at Verbal Sozy Thirty Seven. Him and I met up, had some beers, yeah, did the exchange. He's local, so it was fun. You know, he got his stuff. He's happy. He went to meet Rick Flair at World of Wheels. He said. His buddies got there incredibly early, so he was able to kind of slide in the line. Yeah. Didn't have to wait. It was a free autograph. So good for him. He got yeah. the RetroFest signed. Look great. Okay. And he's yeah, gonna, that's cool. He's going to figure Friday that, so make sure you're following him for that. Yeah, that's a long wait, because I went there to go see Shawn Michaels about five years ago, mm-hmm. and it's just, you stand there for like an hour. It's way more than that now. It's um, more than okay. that. Yeah. So it's, uh, he, it's, it's apparently crazy, but what are you going to do? But other than that, uh, the only other thing I have is, I'll give him a shout out now. Uh, so last year... I had uh, Charlie Aquilina. I forget his last name. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Charlie zero nine two four seven four. He's the one that discovered his WrestleMania three photos from being at being there live. Like his uncle took these awesome photos mm-hmm. and all that. And I said, "Hey, would you mind?" I DM'd him. I said, "Would you mind sending me a high resolution scan of one of them because I want to have Hogan autograph it?" He said, "Sure." So he sent it to me. I got a couple of them printed out. I'll show it to you. It's the one where Hogan's tearing his shirt, staring at Andre. It's a great unique picture i don't okay. one of a kind type of thing if mania stays on course i'm supposed to meet hogan in his beach shop we'll see what happens i get him to sign it if not he does mail-ins so i'll just mail it to him to sign it either way i think it'd be really cool autographed and framed up i'll show it to you so thank you so much okay. charlie in a couple weeks we're going to do a wrestlemania 3 show and i will replay the interview i did with him talking about his experience at wrestlemania 3 so it'll be fun cool. for everyone to listen to there we'll add that on to the end of the show uh, really quick before we get into this week's topic, I want to give a few shout-outs to our podcast buddies and people that support us and we support them. 
our friends Scott and Jeff at the Fully Posable podcast. You know them at Fully Posable, the original wrestling figure podcast, longest running one. I mean, original as far as we yeah. know, right? But the longest running one today. They do a great show every week, and that's one of the most impressive things about them is they do it every week no matter what. So <laughs> awesome to them. It's, uh, it's the only we, figure podcast that matters. I mean, that's true. I mean, as far as I, I'm all for multiple wrestling figure podcasts and all that stuff, but I do. Yeah, the way you were talking, you almost kind of went into the OC. What's that? Like the. Oh, the only one that matters. <laughs> Current wrestling stuff. Yeah. But the the only, I mean, all for multiple wrestling figure podcasts, it's just don't be crapping on others. It's kind of annoying. You're crapping on collectors. Mm-hmm. It's just that stuff bugs me. Other than that, it's all yeah. good. Our friends at the Doing the Favor podcast, Eric and Barry, do a couple shows a week. Follow them. Our friends at the Breaker and Bane Power Hour, follow them. They've also got backed in the Nintendos. And our friends uh, at the Ringside podcast, and they've got a lot of stuff going on because OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, just signed like a little bit of a local TV Yeah, I saw that. So that'll be kind of cool to check out. I wonder if it'll be on YouTube too or some way to stream it. I don't know. Fight? Maybe, maybe. OVW is kind of cool. Yeah. It's interesting. And our friends over at the Our Vantage Point podcast, one of my favorite shows out there, one of my favorite fan-made shows, probably the most professional fan-made show out there for sure, the Our Vantage Point podcast. Uh-huh. Okay. You got any shout-outs or anything? We should get right into it. No, let's get right into it. Okay. So all in Chicago, Illinois, a.k.a. Hoffman Estates. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things about this show currently. So they talk about all in now, and they say, oh, it was in Chicago. It was in Schaumburg. No, it was in Hoffman Estates. Yeah. Starcast is in Schaumburg. Uh, all Who in, says this? Just people I hear all the time. Like in po- Jericho's podcast that he, he said, oh, it was actually in Schaumburg or in like oh, whoever. Okay. And Melter says it. Took place sep- September 1st, 2018 at the Sears Center. 11,263 was the paid attendance for this show. Mm-hmm. All right. When this show, we're not going to get the whole history of it because everyone knows the story. And the, yeah. We want to do a, our biggest indie show ever and it kind of spawned AEW. I remember when they announced this show, I was like, oh, it'll probably be pretty popular. And they had the ticket on sale date. And I remember everyone was like freaking out trying to get tickets. Yeah. I had a complete opposite experience. I had multiple chances to get tickets and I just like kept changing what I wanted. I don't Uh know what happened or what like server I was on. I think you messaged me to get on to try to get tickets too. Maybe. but Maybe because you got caught up in the hype and wasn't sure. So I logged in. I had one on my phone and one on my computer. My phone was froze. My computer... Like, I pulled it up, like, right away, and it was like, only thing left is 200 level. I'm like, that nah, can't be right. Like, there's no way this sold out that fast. Yeah. So I click again, floor, like, behind the ring. I don't want those. And then it was 200 level again. And then it was, like, corner behind the stage. Then eventually it was, like, 100 level center. I'm like, okay, I'll grab these. Mm-hmm. Later I found out nobody could get these tickets. It was crazy. I'm like, I had so many options to get them. <laughs> yeah. So I got my seats, and I was like, okay, Maybe they cool. tried on their phones. That must have been it. Everyone must have been on their phones. I was on my, on my laptop. And... I got my tickets. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it started hyping up and it started hyping up before tickets went on sale. Like you tweeted out the photos, like this person's all in, this person's all in, which I think was a lot of fun seeing who was going to be at the show. Yeah. Do you remember like any guy that stood out? You're like, oh, sweet. Well, when we started going to those rise shows. So when like Britt Baker was there, I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. You know, I know her and Chelsea Green. I'm like, oh my God, I know her. And then uh, Pentagon was like, holy shit. Like that's the guy I really wanted. Mm -hmm. But just the collaboration between Impact TNA or TNA Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan. uh, It was incredible. I'm like, this is like, you know, for an indie fan, Mm -hmm. not I'm a huge indie fan, but there's a lot of people that I know on indies. 
And I'm like, this is like a dream matchup. This is old, old WCW or NWA and WWF. Like, mm-hmm. what would happen if these guys met? So it was just awesome. Yeah, I my, loved it. my big one, I was pumped when they got Okada. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I get to see him wrestle live. That's going to be amazing. I remember when they announced who Kenny was going to wrestle. Everyone was like, oh, it's Penta. I'm like, I don't really know who that is because yeah, I wasn't I, into I it. I loved Penta. Like, I started liking him more in, well, first in Lucha Underground when he had that thing with, uh, geez, what was that guy's name? Vampiro. Okay. Like he was his mentor and he was Pentagon Dark. And I don't know, he's just such a badass. And then he came to Impact or TNA at the time and he was just running through people. I'm like, this guy is like so friggin' awesome. Mm-hmm. And just his moves and his zero or Pen- zero fear and zero, 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 like all of that. I don't know. I just loved it. Okay. And then him and Omega is like, I so you were like dream a dream match for, match for you? Yeah. Okay. I assume that would be the main event when they announced it. And later I when I found been. out it was a six bad, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get into our thoughts on the show and maybe our background a little bit. We Maybe we'll touch a little bit on StarCast because we went to that, the first mm-hmm. StarCast, which was the most special one. So I've got a couple DMs here from people that are a little long, so give me a, give me a break if I stumble over some words. This is from at Halloween Halpin, and DHE says, okay. I can speak for both of us at Wrestle Hangout. Garrett and I look back at that whole experience fondly. Getting tickets was a nightmare. We had about six to seven people logged on trying to get tickets, and we lucked out and wound up with a few, but it was very late in the game. That was part of the weekend. Our podcast was on Podcast Row at StarCast, and that experience was so awesome, and it was the first time they'd done anything like it, so it was disorganized, but that led to so many neat moments. It was disorganized. As we it know. was. The weekend was just for the hardcore wrestling fans. Having a wrestle vacation in a bubble like the Chicago area, you'll turn a corner and there would be Kevin Nash or Noel Foley or ODB. PCO's walking around the lobby in flip-flops. <laughs> we had similar experiences as StarCast. Yeah. You peed next to Animal in full face paint, right? It did. I, I walked up to Noel and she thought I knew her. Like we yeah. were having a conversation. Uh-huh. She's like, do I know you? You're like, no. I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, where do I know you from? After like five minutes of talking to her. <laughs> in a lot of ways, as, this sound, as dumb as this sounds, it felt like a dream. As far as all in itself, it was special and unique because you knew that it, you knew you never knew if anything like that would happen again. I mean, we now know it did and what it became, but at the time it might have been just been a one-off. Yeah. And the atmosphere in the Sears Center was amazing. The crowd was still zoned in in the matches. It felt like a New Japan match. I'll never forget the pop Cody got when he won the NWA title, or when Jericho revealed he was the, there to attack Omega. The Joey Ryan Undertaker entrance was amazing. <laughs> Everything, it was so special and obviously beginning to end even a dream. So very cool to share that. Thank you so much mm-hmm. at Halloween Halpin. Next up is Stephen Burton. He's at SMBurton08. He's got a, a thing here for us as well. He said, the excitement took me back to when I was six or seven years old on Christmas Day. Everyone there was so excited to meet these stars. We'd only mostly seen a new Japan or ROH. I'd never had so much fun waiting in hour-long lines. Everyone, This is StarCast he's talking about, by the way. Everyone was so cool. We all had the same passions. We're there to meet our heroes. For me, hands down, meeting Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi was the best part of the weekend and something I knew I would probably would probably be once in a lifetime. It was also super cool because the Kenny Omega documentary was being filmed, and a documentary about my all-time favorite wrestler was so cool. Also being the Bucks and Hangman was great. They were so appreciative and thankful. The panels were great, insightful, and fun as well. Then the day of the show, an excitement that's hard to explain was in the air. Everyone was talking nonstop about who was going to win, which surprises we thought were going to happen, and what made it, that's what made it so fun. 
we got to the Sears Center. The Pro Wrestling Tees Party was going on, and people were having fun. When the show began, just cheers after cheers were being shouted. I've been to six or seven live WWE events. They didn't come close to that atmosphere. During the show, the Kenny Penta match was off the charts. The Cody Alice match was, all this match was unreal. That match actually got me to go, actually led me to go to NWA 70 as well as the Marty Okada. Oh, I'm sorry here. This is kind of a, this is a Twitter DM, so it's a little bit of a (laughs) no punctuation, but here, I'll start again. The Cody Alice match was unreal. That got me into the NWA 70. The Marty Okada match was a dream come true, and me seeing Okada in person, much like Ibushi, I was like, I, I most likely won't see Okada in person again. The Bucks and Ibushi versus Rey Mysterio and Phoenix and Bandito was one of the best six-man matches I've ever seen. What the fan missed after the show was the Elite came out, gave the most incredible speech that would be so fired up I couldn't sleep that night. We were told a revolution was coming and now it's here. All in all, it was the most incredible show I've ever seen and been in the crowd for. After the show, I returned to the hotel, went to a party, and hung out with another childhood hero, Conan, and Earl, <laughs> Earl Hebner, who was drunk as hell, telling crazy stories. Conan was in Iran and was so chill. He was in Iran? That must be a typo. Okay. Hurricane was also there and was super cool, to, down-to-earth guy. I had a great time with him. I went out to back to smoke a cigarette, <laughs> and Joey Janela and Penelope Ford were smoking, so I had a cigarette with them. Talked with him about his match with Hangman, which was incredible as well. I topped off the night by riding with Bruce Pritchard in the elevator to our room, which was awesome. I left the next day sad that it ended, but I had so many memories that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. I went back to StarCast 3. It was great, but nothing will ever beat that first weekend of September in Schaumburg that changed wrestling forever and started a revolution that changed the world. I feel the same way. That third one we went to was not as special as the first. No, for sure. Like There was like half the people there. Podcast Row wasn't there. There's a lot of things that just weren't the same. It wasn't as chaotic. Yeah. Starcast One was something. There uh, wasn't a lot of wrestlers walking around. <laughs> for those who haven't heard, what are your Starcast? We go to Starcast first that day. Yeah, we get there kind of early. What are your initial? I kind of convinced you to go too. You did because you're you don't like doing stuff. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I guess I guess not. Okay, so what are your Starcast memories? Uh, I just Starcast remember one. not knowing which door to go into. Like nobody did. I'm like, where do we get wristband? Like I didn't know how it worked, and I don't think you knew how it worked. They didn't know how it worked, so we just kind of walked in. Did we get wristbands? So maybe we had to walk to the front. They're like, oh yeah, just go this way to the left. We go this way to the left. There's like a but, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings tent. We're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Giving away free stuff. It was a little chaotic, but once you kind of you know, got your bearings. It was like, okay, now we're part of this. Look at those people. They don't know what they're doing either. <laughs> so it was, it was more, I don't know, just all over the place. Yeah. It was something. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> and then I saw like wrestlers walking through. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, it was like a hotel. Yeah. So there wasn't like a convention hall where there's like a back area. It was just them walking around. It was yeah. like the lobby of a hotel. Yeah. The bar and stuff. And I felt like a fly on the wall, like at a, at a wrestler. Like you shouldn't have been there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have been there. <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get too much StarCast stories. We've talked about those before, mm-hmm. but it was fun, and yeah. it was chaotic, but it was a lot of fun. So thumbs up to StarCast. Yeah. Okay. So all in, the pre-show, the all-out, or what was it called? The free, the buy-in. Was it was the, buy-in? the, uh, over, the uh, over the budget battle royal. Yes, but what was the what was it called? The buy-in? Yeah, was it called the buy-in, the I pre-show? So. Okay. So no, it was zero hour. Zero hour, that's right. The buy-in was the Vegas one. Yeah. Uh, it was SoCal Uncensored. Frankie, considering Scorpio Sky, defeated the Briscoes. 
Jay and Mark Briscoe. I did not rewatch the pre-show for this show. I did. I also did not see this match. I was in line for merch. Yeah, I, was there I don't think the crowd is really that into uh, SoCal Uncensored. Like you had to be like a super fan to know mm-hmm. who they were and know what the whole gimmick was. Like SCU. Like I heard half the crowd do it, and Briscoes I think are kind of past their prime as far as popularity, so they just kind of came out and mm-hmm. it was a decent match. Um, the battle royal was incredible. Like I loved all the different spots. Uh, hurricane spot, the Rocky Romero spot where he's like going to all the corners with the clotheslines and you know, he kind of runs to one corner, doesn't hit the guy, turns around, he's just chugging around like an idiot. So with this match, the big storyline going into this on the being the elite was Flip Gordon is not booked for all in. He's mm-hmm. trying to get he's trying to get booked, trying to get booked. He so was he trying en- for a year. So he so he enters this match as Chico El Luchadora. Uh-huh. And during the match he kind of got thrown out from the side, but you forgot about him. Yeah. And I was... As soon as the match starts, he gets powerbound through a table. Right. So you forgot about him. And yeah. the match is going on. There's so many little one-off stories. Uh-huh. I thought Cole Cabana was going to win this. That's yeah. kind of what I thought. Holden Calm guy. He doesn't... Did you see this? I was there for it. That's okay. just my memories of it. Yeah. And, you know, at the end, he comes out, takes, he eliminates Bully Ray, right? To win? Yeah. The... Uh, yeah, he eliminated Bully Ray. Yeah, he eliminated yeah, Bully Ray. He comes yeah. out, takes his mask off. Huge pop for Flip. Yeah. Everybody was pumped. So it was a good, very good battle royal. One of the better mm-hmm. ones I've ever seen. I wish. Yeah. I, this wasn't the one where they do like the three in, three out. Everyone was just in, right? Yeah, everybody jumps in. Yeah, so let's just do that. The Jordan forward. Grace part was incredible. I yeah. loved it. Because <laughs> I, mean, I kind of knew who she was, but I didn't know enough of her. But just to see her, I'm like, oh, my God, this is her. And then going with Brian Cade, because I met him earlier in the day. Did you? Or maybe the day before. This was a Saturday night or Sunday night? This was Saturday night. And we went Saturday. No, day. we the, the show was Saturday night, so we went Friday. Okay. To, yeah, because I talked to Brian Cage a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that guy's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just to see Jordan Grace, you know, go one-on-one with him and slam him and throw him out and then kind of, you know, bump chest against Bully Ray and talking shit to him. <laughs> and then Marco Stunt is oh, in yeah. there giving, him, giving Bully Ray chops that don't do anything. He's flossing, <laughs> dancing. Yeah. Good for him. Remember we thought he was a kid? Yeah. We were there like, who is this nerd? <laughs> yeah. He had like a table at StarCast too. Right? Yeah. Who's this kid? Now he's yeah. on AEW. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the all in actual show now starts. Mm-hmm. Starts off with Shalantra Royale singing the national anthem. What are your thoughts on national anthems being sung at wrestling events? Because I'm kind of anti them doing that. Um, it's weird. Sometimes I fast forward it, but but like I just in general like because it's because it's, it's worldwide events now. But they no 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 no. It's do they sing the national anthem before like a Broadway show? I know. So why are they doing it at wrestling for? Maybe it's a sports thing. <laughs> it's not, but it's not sports. It's it's not sports. Well, it's wrestling. Pro wrestling. It's something. It's, it's bodybuilding, ballet, choreographed, artistic. Fictional fisticuffs. That's right. <laughs> All right. So Ian Riccoboni and Don Callis and Excalibur run down the card. Uh, thoughts on this three-man announced team? I love Ian Riccoboni. Me I think, too. I think he's incredible. I wish he got signed by AEW for their announcer. Yeah. I love him a lot. Well, I like him on Ring of Honor, but yeah, to hear him every week would be a lot better than, I don't know, JR is cool and all, but I was never really big into JR. Yeah, he's gotten better. I think he's studied the product more at AEW, yeah. whereas in the beginning he was like, who's this guy? Didn't yeah. know who anybody was. Well, that was what, trying to watch New Japan with him. I'm like, this guy is terrible for New Japan. Yeah, he wasn't watching. No. Uh, Don Callis, I like him. Even Excalibur, I, I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And even today, like, there's some things he still, like, he has go-tos, like, oh, he's on roller skates. I'm like, come on. And then when he's like, he's like, oh, that was 2.99. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Excalibur, we get it. Let's let's pump the brakes there. You've got your, your little things. All right. Our opening matchup is MJF versus Matt Cross. So at the time when I was there live, 
Mm-hmm. I had no idea who either of these guys were. Yeah. I wasn't into it. I remember thinking at the time, this match should have started the show. And looking back, I still think that, but I thought this match was really, really good. Yeah. And at the time when I was watching, I didn't know who they were. I was like, this match isn't great. No, it was good. It is. And I didn't know who MJF was as a person. I just heard about him, like FMJF, like mm-hmm. on podcasts and stuff. I think even like Conrad's podcast. Yeah. I would hear, because like, he's more in the know with indie stuff. And I'm like. He called Ton- Conrad turkey tits. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. I think that's why it all started. <laughs> but anyway, he's, he's just talking like, you know, FMJF. I'm like, who is MJF? So I'm trying to, you know, look him up online. And that's how I find stuff. I hear somebody say it. I look it up and, you know, try to find him that way. But. I always thought he was, I still do think he's like a, a ripoff of EC3. This, yeah, this MJF? Yeah. Okay. This match also kind of highlighted something we were talking about before we started recording, how this show still feels pretty indie in the sense that like they do a couple spots where they both talk to the crowd, yeah. which you can't really do in a big arena. You can do it in like in a, you know, a VFW wall with uh-huh. 150 people there. Yeah. But that was kind of interesting. There's a little, them figuring out like, uh, camera spots and figuring out match graphics is a little iffy, but they do yeah. pretty well for their first time. For well, even sure. in the beginning, I don't know if it was a joke, but they were talking about the pyro and everything was like kind of glitching and mm-hmm. popping off in the steam. I'm like, the steam's pretty dumb, <laughs> but o- overall, I mean, they did their best <laughs> and it came off pretty good. Production wise, the stage setup was okay. I did not like looking back the walkway fall by the stairs. That's like a ring of honor thing. Yeah, I think. Is. Uh, which I'm sure they help with the production. The stage was fine. It was cool. What the, do you think about Bullet Club being on the, the that, backdrop that was the whole weird. night? That was weird. But why wouldn't you say all in? Well, at the time, Bullet Club, that's how everyone got... Bullet Club was huge. It was. You know, with, with I Cody. guess the three that put it together is Bullet Club. Yeah, with Cody the Bucks and mm-hmm. Nick, or not Nick, yeah, Nick and Matt, Cody, Kenny, and Hangman were all yeah. in the Bullet Club. And Marty. They and were on the Bullet Club. Yeah. So. And Brandy. No, yeah, not Brandy. No, she was not. So very good. So anyway, Matt Cross gets the win here at a pretty good opening match, but the crowd wasn't crazy into it, but it was still very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a couple, a first clip of the night, I think, uh, after this match. So you have the idea that the match that should like be so good that the matches after that should be better or just like a I just think match? Sh- I think, I think like the Battle Royal would have been good to start the show. Yeah. You know, but I get why you put the Battle Royal on well, the, the zero hour because you want people to be hyped and pay for the pay-per-view. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems like. That felt like a dark match to me, but because I didn't really know who either were either. Yeah. It was still good and entertaining, but just that's just a, mm-hmm. a thought. Uh, like I said, first little blip mess up here. Ian Riccoboni says, we're going backstage to Sean Mooney. He's with, uh, what's his name from SCU? Uh, Christopher Daniels. And it's Nick Aldis. <laughs> so, and Aldis cuts a promo saying how he's the NWA champ and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Cool to see Sean Mooney there. I popped for Sean Mooney yeah. being backstage. Nick Aldis, I really liked him when he was in TNA. Um, I didn't know where he went Magnus, afterwards. right? Yeah. Because a lot of, after TNA, a lot of like their big stars left, and I didn't really follow where they went. Like, either they went to NXT or they just kind of, I see him in like, you know, Rochester, New York, all pro wrestling is like a, is their big name. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next matchup is Nick Aldis. No, I'm just it's <laughs> it's uh, Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell. Mm-hmm. I had no interest in this match at the time. Have no interest in it now. I did not like Arrow. I don't. I don't know. I did, I, I don't like Christopher Daniels either. So that's really? like another thing. I'm okay. not a fan of him. Uh, so this was like not in my wheelhouse. I watched it. Yeah. Kudos for Amel for trying. Kudos for him doing a crazy <clears throat> spot through a table where he screwed mm-hmm. up the elbow drop. <laughs> but. Christopher Daniels gets the win. It's not not 
great. So this match, the show starts off like for me, I'm like, I don't know, maybe this isn't as good as I remember. Slow it. start, but we pick up pretty soon. Yeah, what do you think? I, I like Christopher Daniels and I liked Arrow, the show, and I liked when he teamed up with Stardust mm-hmm. at SummerSlam or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I just like both of them, and there was a little story there. I think he wrestled Cody or wrestled Stardust. I don't think he teamed with him. Okay. Yeah, they had like a feud. I don't think he teamed yeah. with him. So I remember there was a superhero Neville, and he was teamed with somebody. Not that important. Okay. To, to look next. Right <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next up is a women's four corner match, which when these guys, when these girls all came out, I'm like, we know all these girls. We've, yeah. This is like a, a rise VFW show. Like, Tess, I, I, like I felt like an insider. Tessa Blanchard, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Madison Rain. 12 minutes, 41 seconds. Very, very, very good match. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, I missed this one when I was there live. I was up getting a beer, and the line oh. was so long, I missed it. But I watched it on the TV, so not yeah. the same thing. Oh, did, I'm sorry. Just cut you off. I was going to say something about that uh, Christopher Daniels match. Mm-hmm. If you had watched TNA back in the day, he also did a character called, um, oh, my God, I can't remember the name. <laughs> Never mind. But anyways, there was a little tribute to him where he dancing, and he was doing a little hat, hat dance. Yep. But if you knew who he was, then... That was for you. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, so next up, we've got, the, I guess, the Four Corners match where we know all these girls. Mm-hmm. This was a really, really good match. I love it. It was first person to pin gets the win. Uh, some people think that the ending was botched where Tessa Blanchard pins. Yeah, uh, that was Baker, a weird. But it was still very good. There's a couple things here. Uh, Tennille Dashwood's on commentary and... There's something I didn't notice till now. I was watching it. Chelsea Green does like the bros, Zack Ryder broski woo 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 boot. Yeah, and I'm like that must have been awkward for like Tennille because she used to date Ryder. Right. She was like his last girlfriend before her. And she's like calling this match. Like, what if, <laughs> I wonder if this is awkward for her. Yeah, I um, think they were gonna call it, but then they just call it the something face wash. Yeah, because I don't know if they could have said she- the WWE. So. Do you, are you watching NXT with Chelsea Green now on there? Um, I want to, but no. Okay, so her character is not that interesting in NXT. I think mm-hmm. they're still trying to fine-tune it, but her, the Hot Mess character was way better. So yeah. let just go back to that. It's a good one. I liked it. So what did you think of this match, this four-woman match? I thought it was exciting. Like, I love, I don't, I, because of the the Rise shows, mm-hmm. and I kind of knew who Te- uh, Tessa Blanchard was, and also from the Mae Young Classic matches, like uh, Madison Rain was in that. So yeah. I don't know, I liked it. I thought everything was good. Everybody had their moment to shine and come back and false finishes, and it was yeah. good. I'm a fan as well. So after this match, that match actually went, like I said, 12 minutes. Pretty decent time for them, so good mm-hmm. for them. Next up, Cody versus Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship. This match was one I wasn't necessarily particularly interested in, but as the match was going and as I got into the match, mm-hmm. it became one of like my favorite matches yeah. ever. Probably my favorite, definitely my favorite match at the show. And since then, I don't think it's the best match on the card, but it's just an awesome, amazing match. Uh, Cody's entrance is great. He's got DDP and his father-in-law and Glacier for some reason. Yeah. And his dog, <laughs> Farrell. Farrell got a big pop and they showed him on the screen. The poor dog, you know, he's on the stage. He's like, I'm not, you could see he like stops. Like dogs do like, do not yeah. bring me anymore. And they kind of right. pull him along. Mm-hmm. But then like once he got down the stage, he was like wagging his toes. Like, okay, this is cool. I'm good now. Okay. Uh, Altus's entrance has kind of got like a fight camp with Jeff Jarrett, like, which is kind of weird. He's there. Yeah, you need a big name on the other side. Yeah, uh, like and I said, the old whatever. champ. I forget what the old champ's name was. I, I forget too. But and then I love the stare down where Earl Hebner kind of loses his train of thought when he's given the intro. He's like, "This is for the NWA Championship." 
I've known you guys. He's like, 10 pounds of gold. For a long time. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the 10 pounds of gold. And he's 70 years old, moving around pretty well. So yeah. good good for Earl to, to do this. Yeah. The only gripe I have with this entire match is the spot where Cody kind of gets taken out and DDP is kind of comes out to motivate him to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that needed to be there. I think that was just like a favor. Let's get DDP a pop so he can diamond cut or somebody. He, Tavari or whatever he DDPs. Yeah. Tavari. 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 <laughs> Tavari. Yeah. yeah. But that's my only gripe. Everything else about this match was great. I like the whole story, even including the DDP part. It gave Cody a little time to blade and, you know, get back up and, you know, make, add, add to that story. Yeah. And I did like the false finish where he hits the crossroads. Yeah. But everyone, he kicked out, everyone went nuts. Mm-hmm. And then the finish, the SummerSlam 92 Bret Hart Bulldog finish. Yeah. Where he does the. If that was sl- a little bit quicker. That's more believable. But what? I think I think he took too much time, and then Aldis had his legs up, like here, you know, pull my legs down. <laughs> okay, well, we'll give him a break. But yeah. when Cody hit that, when that three count hit, the place went nuts. Oh, I'm sure that that place was insane the whole night. I don't think people were expecting Cody to win the title. Mm-hmm. I think people are thinking it'd be a good match, and Cody would just handshake yeah. him or whatever. But he won the NWA Championship. He starts crying. And I would have been more into that match had Cody won the Ring of Honor Championship, and it would have been the NWA versus the Ring of Honor title. Like add that to it, but I don't yeah. know why he didn't win it because that was part of the stipulation when it started mm-hmm. that all this would only defend if Cody won the Ring of Honor title. Ring of Honor and other plans, maybe I don't I know. I guess we'll see. I don't know. But what would you think of this match? What would you give it? I thought it was awesome. Okay, I thought yeah, it was great I'd give too. Give it an A plus. Yeah, it was awesome. It's fantastic. I, I wondered if I, looking back, if I would be as into it as I was, and mm-hmm. I was. I definitely yeah. was. So big thumbs up there. All right, next up, we've got Joey Janela versus Hangman Page in a Chicago street fight. Yeah, Joey Janela's with Penelope Ford, and. This has got the backstory of the whole hangman killed Joey Ryan on being the elite. Did you watch that? Or do yeah. you remember it? Yeah, okay. and he's a Joey killer. This is a match that is so like indie style storyline with everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was. Pro- being the elite was their whole yeah. promotion for it. From the Cracker Barrel to <laughs> everything. Yes, it was just great. And this at the this live was probably my favorite live match mm-hmm. at, at, at this point in the show. The spots I, were I, nuts. I didn't like it when I first saw it. Second time, I loved it. The spots were notch. That mm-hmm. that spot where uh, Hangman like power bomb Joey off the stage and Joey missed the table. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And there's just too much to break down. Why well, I love when Penelope Ford got involved. Yeah. Like she, she comes in, she's beating the shit out of Hangman. She's ducking the buckshot lariat. Yeah. And she's like doing like back the Matrix, like the Liv Morgan Matrix moves. <laughs> yeah, I was a big big fan. She's it was, good. It was, a, it was a good match, and it was a lot of fun to watch this match back, and it does hold up. Post-match after Hangman gets the win, lights yeah. go out, the penis druids come out, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, I'm into it, but don't be mad when we make but, fun of you for this stuff. Please nobody walk in when I'm watching this. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would your agree. wife, your kids, whatever. I would, you don't want anybody walking in with I would agree with penis that. Druids. Joey Ryan comes out, gets a huge pop, beats up Hangman. And Lollipop in the, in the tights. Oh, Jesus. Nakazawa oil all over his body. Oh, my gosh. And right down on his hang low. (laughs) Oh, God. It it is the, what is it? What's this move called where you grab his dick and he flips you? The dick flip? Dick flip. Oh, my gosh. 
So anyway, great match, ridiculous ending. What do you yeah. want to do? It was fun. All right, so now you got, you got to explain this stuff to me because we go backstage to Jay Lethal. He turns into Black Machismo. Yeah. Were you watching TNA when he was I doing was. Okay, so I was not. Give us the background on Black Machismo. So, so I didn't watch the how it first started, so I don't know. Maybe it just popped up one day. Like he started doing because he could do impressions. He can do like a really good impression of Macho Man. So he kind of had his cornrows and he kind of let it go fur, a little fuzzy, like Savage did, and he just started dr- dressing as Black Machismo. And the whole gimmick was Macho Man Randy Savage, and it was awesome. <laughs> like everything he did, and he was talking. How even long was even he Black Machismo for? Was it a while? Like a year or two? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and just his mannerisms in the ring, like he kind of walks on his tiptoes. He got his ass, <laughs> has his ass sticking out, and you know he, when he does the, like the three punch and then the, the wind up, just everything he did was exactly like Macho Man. And I think. Everybody loved it. <laughs> and Lanny Poffo comes out with him. Yeah. I wish I got would have got one of those Frisbees he tossed. So then apparently when he goes to Impact over or TNA to Ring of Honor, there's where he's kind of going in between the characters. Like he's Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. And I guess when you slap him on the shoulder, then he turns into Black Machismo. <laughs> oh, good to but know. Lanny Poffo was at StarCast, so it was like kind of fun to see him come out and uh, endorse. So funny story about this Lanny Poffo being at this event. Uh-huh. The year before, this 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 same year, in April of 2018, mm-hmm. at WrestleMania in New Orleans, Lanny Poffo was at WrestleCon, and there was a gigantic line for Kenny Omega, like yeah. huge. And Lanny Poffo was like, what is it? who's over there? And someone's like, oh, it's Kenny Omega. He goes, who's Kenny Omega? So he had no idea who any of these guys yeah. were, and now he's cashing in. Come right. on, Lanny. Learn your stuff. Well, I'm sure Conrad called him. Maybe. Anyway, Jay Lethal versus Flip Gordon for the ROH title, because Flip Gordon won the Battle Royal to get this shot. Yeah. What did you think of this match? I thought it was just okay. Really? Yes. I just loved all the tributes you, to it. I mean, all the, the, because of the, the goofiness man, is fun, yeah. Um, Brandy comes out with Flip Gordon. You know, the match starts. She did do a costume change for like a two-second spot she where she did. came out in a, in a uniform, yeah. does the salute. Right. So she comes out and Savage or Black Black Machismo comes out to Randy Savage's like pomp and circumstance music. He's doing the whole, ooh, yeah. He's got the gear. Got the gear. They said he's wearing the gear from the first uh, WCW event that Savage did, which I thought the boots were a little too wild for that. But the the tights looked exactly like that. And the jacket. And the jacket. And he just comes out and he comes up. He's like pointing at Brandy because Brandy's with Flip. And he goes out, jumps out of the ring just like Savage went through the middle rope to the floor, grabs her, pulls her to the corner, tell her, Liz, stay here. <laughs> he gets back as she walks away. She's like, I'm not Liz. He grabs her again, puts her back, you stay right here. <laughs> just like just like Savage would. A little bit of a comedy match. Yeah. But it was still fun. I thought for sure Flip was going to win the title here, but they let Jay Lethal retain. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Flip was really hot then, and I, I like that he got that he won the Battle Royal, that he's in this main title match. Like, yeah. I, I think he's incredible. I wish I would watch more Ring of Honor, in which a lot of star wish a lot of stars didn't leave to have my interest be lost. Yeah. So I think I'm going to start trying to watch it again because there's other, I don't know, names coming into to mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. Impact is kind of so-so, so... I don't know. In AEW, it's it's fallen into the weekly cycle of WWE, where it's like the same people every week, and it's I'm not interested in it. Really? Like I like the big matches, like they were, like all in. You can watch Blood and Guts. I don't know. No, because because it, it's every week, and like I haven't watched the la- I haven't watched the Saudi Arabia for WWE. I haven't watched. You're the not Elimination missing much Chamber. with that. You're not missing much with either of those. So it's like, am I really just going to watch like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and? And SummerSlam again because that's all of these just aren't interesting to me right now. Well, you get a time. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll get sucked back in. I hope so. Okay, so but that, yeah, this ma- I'd love this match. Okay, so this is a great match for you. Okay, yeah. for me I thought it was just okay. 
maybe because I didn't understand the black machismo character as much okay. as I do now. And at the end too, like he's doing three or four elbow drops, like he did to Warrior. Mm-hmm. So the commentators are saying, like when Flip Gordon starts hulking up, I think Ian was saying something about something's going to be uh, ultimate here. I'm like, no, that's not the ultimate warrior. <laughs> so he starts hulking up, and then everybody, when he, uh, Flip Gordon does the you, the whole crowd was insane. <laughs> I loved it. All right, well, Flip was over, like you said, and I yeah. wish they would have given him the title. Did you here. do the you, the Superman? No, no, no. When he. <laughs> When he does the Hulk Hogan point. I don't remember. I don't remember. You should have remembered. I was, I don't remember. You were drunk. No, I wasn't at this show. All right. Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. Mm-hmm. A couple things about this match. One, no real idea who Pentagon was. I was a big fan so much. Thought it was great. Yeah. I wish they would have done a couple more false finishes. They only really, only really did one where Penta hit his finisher and Omega kicked out. Yeah. But I wish they would have done a few more. I was a little annoyed that Kane did not bust out like a special jacket or something for this show. Kane's mm-hmm. just in his tights walking up like it's a house show. Yeah. But uh, Penta was for sure dressed up. He had his gear on, his gold gear, his makeup like he always does. This for me was the most anticipated like, did it live confrontation. Up, did it live up to the year hype? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it was very good. Because watching, you know, Omega with the Okada matches and the Jericho matches, all like... Omega is just on like another level of wrestler to me. Yeah. So to see Pentagon hang in there with him and almost show him up every now and then, it's like, okay, well, Pentagon's up to that level too. Yep. Because there was a point like earlier in the match, Omega goes to do like a back roll through and Penta just kicks him right in the chest in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, he studied Omega. So, so it's like a really good match. He gets out of the one-winged angel I that's think three or four times. That's what I like about with them protecting the one winged angel is like people don't kick out, but it's hard for him to p- get people into yeah. it, which is a good finisher. I like that. There's a lot of V triggers, which I've always said that there's way too many V triggers. Like I think that should be like a setup move mm-hmm. because that's that looks way too impactful to do it seven times to somebody. Yeah, I would agree with that. It'd be like Goldberg doing seventeen spears. Yeah, which it kind of is. Yeah, like on the fiend. Yeah. <laughs> Where and he could not. Did you see him try to get the fiend up for that jackhammer? It, it was he couldn't do it. He just like <laughs> threw him to the side. Anywho, anywho, this is a good match. It's very good. Omega wins with a one winged angel, and mm-hmm. then post match the lights go out and lights come back on, and Pence is just laying there. Yeah, or so you thought. Does no, I, I, I really thought it was Pentagon. Yeah, and he, then I started looking at the tattoos. I'm like, wait, that's not his tattoos. I didn't think it was Jericho. Okay, when I first watched it, mm-hmm. after a second time, you know what happens. Yeah. Like, I could totally see Jericho's face now. <laughs> He's got a similar build, too. And what was yeah. cool was, like, the crowd, like, when it happened, like, the lights came out, everyone was like, oh, like, oh, he's just on the ground. Like, maybe that was just a tease for something later. Yeah. And even in the commentary, was saying how the lights went out. Sears needs to pay their bill. Yeah. So you thought it was part of the whole growing pains of, of putting on a first pay-per-view for that. Yeah. And it was also funny, like, when I was there, the crowd, like, from where I was, I was, like, in the 100 level. So mm-hmm. not, I wasn't far. But I couldn't see like tattoos, and he got up, and I was like, I looked, I'm like, I, he, because Penta has like two sleeves, right? Yeah. And I was like, that guy only has. I'm like, that's not Penta. I don't know who. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. And of course, he hits the code breaker. Everyone goes nuts because mm-hmm. they know it's Jericho. Yeah. He takes the mask off. Everyone loses their damn mind. This is when Jericho never. Ref- he basically had said at the time, I'm not going to work anywhere in North America, only for WWE. Yeah. Took his mask off, but then he had to ruin it by saying, Kenny Omega. I'll see you on the Jericho cruise. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Just don't say anything. He's got to promote his show. I guess. But that was the only thing I was like, how intimidating yeah. is that sound? The Jericho cruise. I don't know. That didn't bother me. It bothered me. But other than that, <laughs> great stuff. Great match. Up until now, like 
as I watch rewatch this card now, it's building and building and mm-hmm. building and building. Yeah. To my favorite match of the night, Marty Scroll versus Okada. <laughs> I love the story of this match, like the heavyweight. For, like the big man, little yeah. man, the underdog. I love the story. Right. There were so many times when I thought Marty was going to win. Well, I love the beginning before it all started because Ring of Honor, I don't know if they're still doing it, where they got the people like the authority type yeah, thing yeah. was just waving their fingers like, you know, you're not going to be a big star and yeah. this, this, and that. And he just does the whole finger and he like breaks the finger. Yeah. And he does it to the other guy too. And it's I'm like, okay, that's what he's known for, you know, breaking fingers. <laughs> Had you seen many Okada matches before this? Or did you just I, the ones with Omega? And yeah. I think a few matches I've seen um, on Axis, the New mm-hmm. Japan. So, yeah, I was familiar with the Rainmaker and all that kind of stuff. What do you think of this match? I thought it was awesome. So, the rumor is this match went long, mm-hmm. and that's what made it go. So, it went 26 minutes. It didn't feel like it went long. No. It didn't feel like it went too long. So, maybe if they cut like four minutes, maybe we wouldn't have noticed. But yeah. I don't know. To me, it seemed fine yeah i read a review about this that okada something about he didn't want to do a 14 minute match because that's what it was supposed to be yeah so he wanted to stay in the 20s Mm -hmm. which kind of cut the last match short yeah so i don't know if i blame okada for that or just maybe cut the first match or whatever it was but the timing issue was got to be a problem but i liked it it didn't feel like it went too long it was amazing there were so many false finishes this was like a new japan match it Mm -hmm. was great crowd was going nuts for it um okada ends up winning with the rainmaker yeah were you part of the Okada or the whoop, whoop? I was part of whoop, whoop. All right, there you go. Still a thing, so. Great stuff, great match. My mm-hmm. match of the night, it was my match of the night, still is my match of the okay. night for this show. And next up, we've got our main event of the evening, which is a little rushed, I would say. It's yeah. the Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi, and the Young Bucks versus Bandito, Ray Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio. I and, really like Bandito. That's where, yep. like, oh, my God, Bandito. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. It's a good he, match. He's an ROH. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but he... So I didn't know who Bandito was, but I remember when he was announced, everyone was like, oh, man, here we go. And yeah. I was like, oh. And like, Ray, okay, you're like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Rey Mysterio was actually announced at the all at the ticket sale press conference. So yeah. he was like a late addition. Mm-hmm. They could have also got another minute or two of this match if he didn't take so damn long to get to the ring. Like Mysterio, it was like weird. Like he took forever yeah. to get to the ring. I don't know what happened. Like he was like putting his mask on or something, his Wolverine right. outfit. Had to go to Spirit, get some gloves. <laughs> but... This yeah, match I, I, I do remember that. I didn't, I didn't get to this match as I was watching it again. Okay, it was just a giant spot fest. 12 minutes, go, 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 yeah. go. It was very, very good, very entertaining. I do think if they had more time to let moves like settle, right. like people could have gotten to breathe, it would have been more. Yeah. And this is literally, as it goes off the air, after, after the Young Bucks hit the Meltzer driver, like Ian Rick and Bonnie's talking and like it fades away. Yeah. So they were like just off the air and... Well, they got the pin, didn't they, right before they went off? They got the pin. There was about like another seven or eight seconds left okay. after that. So it was yeah. like, and if you even notice, after they hit the driver, one of the bucks like tries to push Bandito. I was like, no, do not come in. We're not breaking up pins. It's over. Yeah, I gotcha. And like they said, they're like, this is a match where half the half of the participants didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bandito and Phoenix and Ibushi don't speak English. He's like, us and Ray can kind of talk, but it was... Very, very good. Go back and watch it if you guys don't have a chance because I think people don't appreciate how good it was and how yeah. crazy the stuff they did because of the time constraint that was left in it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was a damn good show, a damn great night, great atmosphere, all that stuff being there was awesome. Everything that our two listeners said is true. It was just a special night. I do think that looking back at it now, 
it looks a little bit like kind of like the first season of your favorite TV show. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, there's a little production error. It's not as smooth as Like the first now. season of The Office. Yeah. When you like, see the second season, uh, it's like, oh, that's what was wrong with the first season. Right. Not as smooth. They get the stuff figured out now. Mm-hmm. And it launched what is now AEW. So it's a very, very important show in the history yeah. of wrestling for sure. Because now we have a, another. And Wikipedia said this is the first non-WWE show that wasn't WCW since 93 that drew over 10,000 yeah. people. What do you think that was in 93? AWA, maybe ninety three. Yeah, ECW maybe. Maybe ECW no. not many. Who knows? Well, someone out there will know. So let us know. Maybe what, it was a WCW show. No, besides no besides WCW. Oh, I don't know. So who knows? So we'll look it up and figure something out there. So anyway, amazing atmosphere, amazing show. Probably not the best. Uh, I I still categorize this a little bit as in the AEW bracket, even though it doesn't. It's not really fair because there's yeah. so many stars that aren't there. But it, it's not the best thing I've ever seen looking back, but it is very special and very fun to watch. I think being in there at the time watching it, it was really exciting. It was. It was for sure. Because it's like, how do you take people under contract to this company, with this company, with this company, and all of those companies say, yeah, you can go do this. Yep. And Ring of Honor, I think, Ring of Honor backed everything, right? Because it's so. technically like a Ring of Honor show. You use their, use their streaming yeah, all of that kind of stuff, and it's it was on fight too. I think yeah, regular pay per view. So yeah, it, it, and then yeah. later on the replay on New Japan. Yeah, they just like they did it. Yeah, like they did all this promotion. It's all grassroots stuff too. Like they're using what they can social media, mm-hmm. grassroots flyers. Started a YouTube page or channel. Yeah, you got Starcast that was going to be part of it. It's like mm-hmm. okay, cool. Now we're putting this whole big event. It just reminds me of like when I first started doing um, rock events. Like I needed more than just the event. I needed like a merch, a big merch kind mm-hmm. of deal and meet and greets and, and, and freebies and giveaways. It just kind of builds so much hype around this one event that it's really turned into like three or four or five really important things that came out of it. What would you give the grade to the show? What letter grade? Probably like an A. Yeah, I think I would too. All things considered. What was your match of the night? Oh, I'm going to say Pentagon okay. and Omega. I'd say that's my third best. I'd, it would go... Okay. It'd probably go Cody Aldis, Okada, Marty, and then Penta, Kenny. Okay. All great stuff. It was great to look back at this. Mm-hmm. It's fun to take a little bit of a detour from our normal lapsed look back at older shows. Yeah. This is more of a current one. And that, and, and I got to interrupt you. That Hangman Janela match was just yeah. it was way better than what I remembered it was. Yes, it Maybe was. Maybe because i just more familiar with Hangman's moves and the timing of everything. Hangman's just going to be a superstar. He keeps getting better and better. Yeah. So I love the hang, love the Hangman. Mm-hmm. Forrest got something in her beard here. I'm going to get that out. <laughs> My dog has a beard. <laughs> um, but it, overall, great, great show. Yep. And great to look back at for sure. Great yeah. for um, great thanks to our listeners thanks to uh, everyone that responded and tweeted stuff into us and really appreciate that and really appreciate everyone supporting us while we've been out for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. we'll try to ramp up a couple of new shows here in the next few weeks maybe we'll be quarantined we'll have to, nothing better to maybe. do maybe so, hope this show we'll have to do it over Skype helped you guys uh, uh, escape whatever is going on right now for the le- for the past hour and mm-hmm. enjoy some positive wrestling talk so yeah. it was fun you got anything else Eric? Well, the only thing I was going to mention was the new AEW figures. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get one of those uh, Pentagons. Yes, you got. Well, you, well, there's he's got two coming out, like one from AEW and one like the. Well, I want I want the, the good looking one. Oh. I, don't, I don't want the AAA one. <laughs> okay, you want the good looking one. <laughs> I want the, I want the one that looks like more like a Mattel Elite. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. So, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thanks, Eric, for coming over. Thanks for Forrest for stopping over here to say hello. <laughs> Thanks for all the support, and we will 
see you next week.